It's time to take the quiz. Five questions, five minutes a day, five days a week. Take the quiz every weekday at thequiz.fox and then listen to the quiz podcast to find out how you did. Play, share, and of course, listen to the quiz at thequiz.fox. Hey, 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 happy Saturday. Thanks for tuning back in, spending some podcast time with your radio buddy. Hope you had a great week. Uh, it was a little bit of a mess this week with all the Supreme Court stuff going on. And Biden yelling at the gas companies. It just it was chaos everywhere you turned. I had a great time. Did a lot of fun TV. So thank you. Uh, you supporting my radio show is why I have a little bit of a TV presence right now. Uh, so if you stop listening to the radio, the only way you're going to see me on TV is if I sneak past security. So thank you. Uh, for real. You are the Win beneath my wings, as we like to say. But the game ball, it goes every week, not to you. It goes to a guest on this show who best exemplified the spirit of Fox across America. You know, sometimes it's because they're just fun and funny in the face of a bad news cycle. Sometimes it's because they, you know, they educate me. Like, they open, which is really not that hard to do, but I don't know much. But sometimes you get one of those all-around performances, a triple-double where somebody has, you know, points scored, rebounds, and assists. They do it all. They're funny, they're insightful, and they lend a little bit of prestige to the program. This week, no one did that better than the legendary South Carolina Senator Tim Scott, who in a perfect world, you know, I say all the time, I'm not an activist, I'm a talk show host. I just, you know, I don't want to steer your vote. I want the country to do well. In a perfect world, though, I do wish he was our president or at least a major party nominee because I think it would force this country into an honest conversation about race instead of the bottom-feeding garbage we're having now. So it's not even that I need the guy to win the presidency. I'd just like him to run so we'd have that conversation for nine months and people could snap out of this garbage of incentivized victimhood. I don't know that we're going to get there, but I do know uh, Tim Scott's taste in movies not going to cost him the nomination. There was a time when he came on and promoted Rocky Three so hard. I was like, dude, you got to buy this tape off me and destroy it because Rocky Three can't be the best Rocky. But his praise of a certain box office smash that's making the rounds right now, I do believe is going to buy him currency on both sides of the aisle. So if Tim Scott is not your next president, you can't blame the movie theater this time. There'll be other nefarious forces in play. But right now is no time for campaigning. It is time to hand out the game ball. The campaign is over. Over. Tim Scott has won, uh, and this was, I got to be honest, man, whenever he's on, it's funny. He rolls with the punch as well. He can insult me. He can compliment me. He can talk substance. He's got a lot of swag. I love Tim Scott. It is a high honor to give him the game ball. But is it true that you only agreed to come on today because you thought it was a guest host? <laughs> Jimmy, I told your pro- I just spoke with Mike. I told Mike, do not tell him. I said, shh. <laughs> the secrets are not safe because your team is on your team. None God bless them. I'll never tell them that again. <laughs> it's too funny. Well, here's the thing, man. You know, the, with the first time you were on the show, we talked movies and you worked at a movie theater. And, and, and we, I've loved sharing your story with my listeners because you very much embody everything that's great about the American story. But as we dive into that, I do have to ask you about a very popular American movie right now. Before we get into the substance, uh, have you taken uh, your mom or, or any of your pals to see the new Top Gun movie? Well, Jimmy, I can't lie. So the answer is no, I have not seen it once. Yes, I have seen it twice. <laughs> it is so good that every single American who believes in the American dream, if you believe in motherhood and apple pie, Top Gun is a movie for you. Bottom line is a simple one. If you want to be inspired and encouraged, if you want to understand the brilliance of America and what American exceptionalism is all about, take a look at 
Top Gun. Oh, it's so it's so true. Powerful. It's it's, it's worth every penny of that twenty four dollars I paid for a small popcorn. <laughs> it's, Thank God for the South, by the way. We paid seven dollars for matinee. Come on down. Oh, <laughs> you're killing it down there, Scott. Seven dollars <laughs> wouldn't have got me a bottled water at the uh, IMAX well, you know, I went to. <laughs> times are changing, but they haven't changed completely in the South, and, and only in a good way has the South changed. Thank God. But I will say, uh, Jimmy, have you seen the movie only once, or are you a brave man and you've seen it twice too? Uh, listen, to, in, in the interest of full disclosure, I have only seen it once. Um, oh my goodness! But but I was as fired up as you are. What it took me back to is, you know, when you remember the original, and the, and, and they do recycle the song "Highway to the Danger Zone" by Kenny Loggins. Absolutely. Is it's like you know when you're watching Rocky and he starts training, you feel yourself shadow by in your seat. Yep. I really felt like it was 1986 and I was flying an F-14 because I loved an F-14, you know? So. Well, we don't want to spoil the movie, but I will say there are some appearances of airplanes and jets and fighter planes that are really important to America's history and, frankly, even an emerging conversation about America's future. So we are really excited about the movie, and we should be. There are so many good things happening around this country, and unfortunately, too little time is spent on those good things. I agree a thousand percent. And, and as a note to add, it's nice to see a plane where nobody's wearing masks. But stick <laughs> with me. Good night, everybody. Stick with me. We're, I love it, Jimmy. We're talking to Senator Tim Scott. So much has gone on since the last time we spoke. Obviously, you know, the one frustration I have, and we get into this a lot, is, you know, we're optimistic people. We're bullish on America. Okay, we're not there in our politics right now as it pertains no. to the Democratic Party. Do you kind of feel like they're undermining people's self-reliance with all this government dependency they're pushing right now? Well, Jimmy, the answer is they're not kind of. They are 100 percent undermining our whole concept of what it makes us to be an exceptional nation, which is our muscle of work cannot atrophy in this country. And unfortunately, when the government gives out $4 trillion to American families, it's part of the spark that creates the inflationary effect that reduces your spending power is government's overreaction. And that's exactly what the Biden administration has done. Listen, without any question, your spending power is down, and we, and we caused it by spending $4 trillion. That's unbelievable. $4 trillion later, and you cannot afford to put gas in the car because it's up by 100%. $5 a gallon gas is bad for truckers. It's bad for whatever they bring. It's bad for the American family. It's bad for the single mom. It's bad for the two-parent household. It's bad for business. It's bad for consumers. It's really bad. And all of that was caused before before the Putin invasion of Ukraine. We were already experiencing a 60% increase in the cost of fuel. This administration has caused pain and agony in the poorest sectors of this nation, and that is incredibly disgraceful. Oh, and I, listen, I agree a thousand percent. We're talking to Senator Tim Scott. The effort to to blame the problem, to assign blame for the problem, has been so much greater than the effort to actually solve the problem. You know, with the gas point you made earlier, you know, some people are saying it would be easier if we all just rode bicycles everywhere. They've obviously never met Joe Biden. 
<laughs> oh, come on. Not, not a solution. Uh, but stick with me, because I think the point we're both making here is that there's an indifference to the real time suffering of Americans in that we're seeing them leverage their agenda off of this suffering. Hey, we need a green vehicle. Hey, we got to switch to green energy. This is an opportunity. But I don't think anybody sees this moment we're living in as an opportunity so much as they see it as a hardship. So the question I'm going to ask you is, I guess you're not surprised that the Biden administration, obviously they're not polling well, but specifically as we get into minority groups, I mean, they've lost the minority community, the Latino community completely, okay? Yep. And we're seeing a similar pattern in the black community. Do you think the Democrats are showing indifference to suffering, as I say? What, what, what would you characterize this as? Well, either indifference or confusion both lead to the same conclusion. Mm -hmm. A drop, a precipitous drop in support from minority communities for the democratic principles and for the party itself. When you think about the three top issues that voters are going to consider in, in November, number one is the economy, number two, inflation, number three, gas prices. Over 80% 80 of American voters have the same position on those three topics. They think the Democrats are the problem. We need to make sure that they understand that we are the solution, not just that the Democrats are the problem. We need to remind them of the good old days from 2016 to 2020, when you could buy gas for under $2 a gallon, when inflation was around 2%, and when your earning power was going up, and it was going up fastest for the bottom 25%. Because when you believe in the American dream, you create policies that reinforce that that dream is available in every single zip code in our country. And the Democrats have lost that. And we need to not capitalize on it, but we need to make sure that we expose the truth in every single zip code in America. Gosh, it's so true. You know, and, and it, when you're, you know, gravitating around the 4th of July, you know, one of the whole points of this country was just to get the government out of everybody's life. And I yes. just feel like we're just being so overwhelmed by government. And, you know, one of the key points, one of the, you know, key battlefronts politically in Washington right now is obviously Roe versus Wade. And, you know, the, the lie being told here again and again and again is that if, you know, the repeal of Roe versus Wade Wade constitutes the death of democracy, but in fact, it's actually the beginning of democracy because if it returns to the states, everybody has an individual vote, but they're not really framing the conversation that way. They're framing it from this place of extremes, and I, like the rest of the country, was so blown away in that you know discussion you were having on Capitol Hill where you had to remind uh, everybody in the room that you come from the very circumstances that the Democrats are encouraging to give up on a pregnancy under. Well, Jimmy, any time you hear the Secretary of the Treasury suggest that poor women, particularly women of color, should abort the baby so that the labor force participation rate increases, we should all stop, look at the screen, and ask ourselves, did we mistake Mistake what we just heard. Did we mistakenly assume that she said exactly what she said? But when she doubles down on what she says, we should take her at her word, and we should be outraged that somehow, some way, 60 million fewer Americans is good for our economy. Yeah. How we come to that conclusion, I'll never know. But that we are so calloused, and frankly, from my perspective, so disrespectful 
to women living in poverty to suggest that the only way up is out of a pregnancy, that to me is is cold-hearted. And as a kid who grew up in a single-parent household with a mother who believed that if she could, she should not depend on the government but depend on her own work ethic, I am the beneficiary of that. And I am so thankful, so thankful that she and millions and millions of other mamas continue to make the decision for life. Listen, it's so true, man. And I I agree with you a thousand percent. And I'm just I'm blown away because, you know, my story doesn't rival yours in any way. But I am a guy, you know, is kind of making a career in media. And I was a former New York City cab driver for a long time, which is not the conventional path to a nationally syndicated talk show. But, you know, you have to get creative with your job options after your third time driving onto the sidewalk. You know what I'm saying? You got to get resourceful. I kid. Absolutely. (laughs) You got to come up with some moves. But like I am so blown away by the level of defeatism that we're being yes. sold because like if you go back to the Barack Obama presidency and we certainly had our policy disagreements but to his credit he was running on a slogan of yes we can and I think in the modern democratic party if he showed up with a yes we can they would tell him to like shut up and check his privilege like who who is this guy selling empowerment because they're they're not a party of empowerment and aren't you kind of blown away by the fact that they're almost dem- moralizing voters with this approach well the good the, the, there's good news and bad news and all bad news right the bad news and bad news is it's bad and frankly you think about what the democrats seem to be selling especially to the poorest uh, americans is this sense of victimhood mm-hmm. uh, the, 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 that's the bad news the, the good news is there is a better way and frankly, we have lived long enough. If you were alive in 2016 through 2020, you've experienced the lowest unemployment rates for African Americans in the history of the country. You've experienced the lowest poverty rate in the history of the country. You've experienced a 70-year low in unemployment for women. You've experienced the lowest unemployment rate for Hispanics. You've experienced opportunity zones that brought private sector, not government money, but private sector dollars back into the poor zip codes in America. And you've also experienced wages growing faster at the bottom than at the top. You've experienced this sense of empowerment that suggests that you are the captain of, captain of your ship, that you determine your destination. You've experienced good news. You've also experienced American exceptionalism. And whether you're driving a cab in New York City, like the big man himself, Jimmy, or whether you're just little Tim in the deep south, running a football on the football field in high school and singing the song of Rocky Three, You can hear it, the eye of the tiger. But at the end of the day, we want Americans to be hopeful, yep. hopeful about their work paying off, not about someone giving you something that you haven't earned, but whatever you do earn, you get to keep. Because in America, we believe in the individual. In America, we believe in a free market system that releases and frees and exposes your greatness to the marketplace. That's the beauty of America. You drive a cab one day, and you become a nationally syndicated big dog like Jimmy. Or if you're if your fortune is not that good, you wind up in the United States Senate like I did. <laughs> but either way, either way, you get to live your dream because this is America. Top Gun tells us dreams 
come true. Listen, I gave you an amen. The whole choir gave you an amen. The last question, you'll get asked it a million times, but brace yourself. There's so much talk about Trump and DeSantis, but I keep telling people there's a third candidate who could take this thing. My question to you is, do you think Kanye will get in? You know, I got to tell you, Kanye West is a one-time candidate. I think he might try it again. The truth is that whether it's his sneakers or his music, people are attracted to Kanye West. Yep. All right, it's over. That's it. It's gone. I'm out of here. Jenny and Lincoln are in Ohio right now. I got some living to do, which means I'm going to go to bed on the couch with the dog. That's what happens whenever a married guy... You know, you hear like, oh, your wife and kids are going, oh, it's going to get rowdy this weekend. No, we actually get peace and quiet. Uh, I'm going to go cook, and I'm going to go spoon a beagle for about eight hours, maybe smoke a cigar. So a little secondhand smoke for the beagle. Uh, I don't know what your day entails, but I hope it's great. Either way, you slice it. I'll see you back here on Monday. Listen to the all-new Brett Bear podcast featuring Common Ground, in-depth talks with lawmakers from opposite sides of the aisle, along with all your Brett Bear favorites like his all-star panel and much more. Available now at foxnewspodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen to the show ad-free on Fox News Podcast Plus, on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music with your Prime membership, or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.